0: Everyone listening to you here's what I know that I know and my knower is that by the time this podcast is over everyone that's hearing this right now is gonna be better for the rest of their life from what they're getting ready to learn right now
1: are you looking for true personal freedom the freedom to design a life you truly desire Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's going to help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. Coming back today with another collaboration episode with uh, my good friend, Chad Canneller. This is going to be a lot of fun today. We were brainstorming earlier today what kind of uh, message we wanted to bring to you. And the thought that I had, Chad is a huge student of the personal development world, meaning he has so much content and information and principles and all of these things that he's been studying for a very long time. And I love the fact that he brings things to me and my awareness, because I felt like I'm a pretty good student as well. But he brings things that are new to me. And in the past, he shared with me some different principles uh, that were shared with him by uh, the great John Wooden, the basketball coach out at UCLA. And I've always been curious about John Wooden. I was just telling him I'm if anybody knows my story, I was a basketball player in high school, had dreams of of playing professionally of some kind. I just quite didn't measure up physically to the to the height that I needed to, to take it to the next level. But anyway, John Wooden is a name in my life that I've been following and, and paying attention to for a long time. So Chad today is going to bring us some content or some information and some principles based on some of the teachings of John Wooden that I'm super excited to dive into. So first off, welcome back, Chad, to the show. And I can't wait to see what we get into.
0: Man oh man I am excited to be here Randy as always and you know and, and there's a few people I've really learned about a lot of people over my 50 years in life and there's a few that really 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 have stood out and John Wooden's one of them so I'm excited I was a horrible basketball player I played in fifth grade that was the only year I had to turn out to be more of a. I end up being a wrestler because it just I, I threw bricks and it turns out you can't throw bricks and be a good ball player.
1: Yeah, and so we're, I'm going to offend some of the wrestlers, but you were one of those guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, I kept the yeah. gym
0: smelling stinky for you. We we
1: uh, we uh made fun of those guys because in our gym, the wrestlers were always up on the top deck doing the wrestling thing, right, while we were down on the basketball court practicing. Yeah, and you'd, you'd always look up there, and they would be dreaming about coming down and playing basketball, and there was no way I was going to go up there and do all that wrestling. Those guys were working way too hard. But anyways, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I learned about John Wood, my first kind of thought was, ah, basketball, you know, I don't, I don't really care about (laughs) basketball. Right. But when you start, when you start learning about the guy, I mean, he was, I mean, they named him coach of the century. So it's one thing to be coach of the year, which he was an NCAA coach of the year seven times. Um, He was a college coach for, I don't remember exactly how many years, but he had a 664 wins and 162 losses as a college coach. Overall, his 40 years of coaching as a high school and college coach, he was 885 wins, 203 losses. Wow. So first and foremost, this guy, he really said no one's even come close to that winning percentage. It's like 813% or something crazy like that. But what he really, really stands out for is he had a 88 win, consecutive wins with UCLA. Now in the history of NCAA, so you have to think about NCAA started in 1939. Until current, that's 84 years. So in 84 years, John Wooden is still number one, 88 wins in a row. Second place is only 60 wins in a row. And third place is only 47 wins in a row. Hmm. So just just by that, those facts right there, you have to ask, you have to kind of scratch your head and go, why is this coach? Why is his team so much better than every other team that's ever existed since 1939, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, okay, I get it. Coach of the century. So what? What did he do that none of the other coaches did? And and first, he was a huge philosopher. He loved poetry. He was just a student his whole entire life. You know, he came up with my favorite definition of success, which is success is peace of mind attained only through self-satisfaction in knowing you made the effort to do the best of what you're able. And I love that because it's because I always just think about it. At the end of the day, you have to face the man in the mirror, right? You gotta, and it's not about did you make your wife happy? And, of course, a happy wife is a happy wife. So you want to make your wife happy. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you look in the mirror and it's like, did you make yourself happy? Are you, are you satisfied with the effort that you put in for the day? And John Wooden, I mean, he, he was meticulous. He'd have a note card every day at practice and he would have the drills and the practice by the minute. So every single minute was organized. It was calculated, happened a certain way. He would bring in these people. you gotta, you got to think about the people he would recruit, right? He's always recruiting the best high school players. So they come in, You goes, now that I'm here, we're going to have the best team ever in the history of basketball. And guess what he would do, Randy, the very first practice?
1: I've heard you say it, and I'm going to let you go ahead and say it again, but it has to do with their shoes, I believe, correct?
0: <laughs> He'd be like, all right. Now that we're all here, we're gonna teach you how to tie your shoes. Tie and he would make shoes. him do it for like three times in a row. And he would inspect them and he would make them do it over and over. And what he was doing was he was setting the foundation. First of all, I'm sure it was a little humbling. Hey, I get it. Whatever you've done, you've done, you're great. That's why we recruited you here. But now that you're here, you're gonna start from scratch, just like it, just kind of like the military. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from, your background. When you go into the military, you get your head shaved, bald, everybody kind of looks the same, you know. And you walk in there and it's just like, all right, I don't care who you are, where you are, what you've done. We're starting from the basics for
1: everybody. The, yeah. So my thought originally when you were just saying that, right, about the basics was I was going to ask you about the military because I, I've not been in the military. My father was. And obviously now we know and I've gotten to know you a little bit. And I know some others that have been as well. But that's my initial thought, right, is you start with the basics and everybody starts basically at, at square zero or at the, at the bottom level. And then you build upon that. Is that very similar? Is that, is that your experience?
0: It is very, very similar. And then we don't really have time to get into it today because it's a, it's a, I mean, we could spend weeks and weeks on it. But <laughs> John Wooden's pyramid of success is definitely worth studying because what, what he does is he sets the foundation. There's different tiers of the pyramid of the success, but of course everything sa- starts with the foundation. And he would say that the cornerstones of the foundation is hard work and excitement. And I've never seen that change, whether you're listening to, to anyone, right? John Maxwell, Anthony, you know, Tony Robbins, whoever you're listening to, they're all going to say, whatever you're going to do at a high level, it's going to take hard work and it's going to take excitement. I mean, you got to have the two. And so those are the corner. He would call hard work industriousness. So you have to be industriousness was just you have to, uh, if, you know, the, the formula is simple work harder than you've ever worked. If you want to have what you've never had, you have to, you have to do what you've never done. And so that's just – that's kind of the cornerstone. And so his, his intent was that these guys would come in there and they would become faster, more confident, work harder than anyone else out there. And that's why you would see UCLA. I mean, if you watch some of those some of those games back then, I mean, the other teams didn't have a chance. They were just getting run over. They were out of breath. They couldn't hang. They just couldn't hang at all, and it was crazy. And that's why he won seven NCAA championships in a row – and he won ten out of twelve years. Now think about that. I think today there's 358 teams in a given year. So you're number one that long, that consistently. That's not by chance. That's by design. And so today I'm just excited to, uh, you know, there's there's what's called the seven point creed, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. And when John Wooden developed that, when I read it, it was so powerful. I think my son was like 16 at the time. I wrote it out on a note card went over it with my son, said, put it in your wallet. Because if you can live by these seven things, you will you will be more successful than you can even dream of right now. So today, Randy, we're going to unpack these seven things. And these are seven things. Everyone listening to you, here's what I know that I know and my knower, is that by the time this podcast is over, everyone that's hearing this right now is going to be better for the rest of their life from what they're getting ready right to learn right now.
1: I love so, that. So I have a yes. son that's a little older than yours. But Riley, if you're listening, listen up, man. This Get your note here. card out, Riley. Get your note card out, man. This is for you, bud. So here we go. I know you listen every week, so yeah. can looking forward to this, man. This is gonna be a lot of fun.
0: Yes, for sure. So, so number one is it's real. It's real simple, but I, but again, it's you don't know what you don't know. And, and the first one is just be true to yourself. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty self explanatory. I mean, but how how would you unpack that one, Randy?
1: So you you mentioned earlier in this in this episode so far, right? As far as just being True to yourself, being good with your attitude, how you show up in the world. It's like you talked about having energy and working hard, right? But looking in the mirror. And what does that reflection tell them back to you? What results are you seeing in being good, honest, but then working hard and being happy with the results that you're getting? And if you're not, you have to take ownership for what, you're, what you are what you or your, your results that you're getting or not getting. That's, that's kind of how I take that.
0: Yeah. And I, I just think of the word authenticity, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the reality is a lot of kids, especially, and I've, I've seen this play out in so many families, the kids grow up thinking, I have to become who mom and dad, who I think mom and dad want me to be. So maybe a kid, you know, maybe both parents are, are doctors. So the kid, even though he wants to be a, an astronaut, becomes a doctor because the that's what the parents are expecting. So they end up going to school to try and impress or create, you know, a level of happiness within their parents when that's not them being their authentic self that's not what they were created to do and designed to do so i think it's so so important that we all just become the best of who we were designed to be and part of that is figuring that out right i mean i think mark twain said there's two great days in your life the day you're born and the day you figure out why
1: i love that so i'm having conversations even with myself but even with my kids about that very thing right trying to figure out take the time to discover what you're passionate about what you enjoy doing right and then learn those skills and then figure out a way to deliver them to the marketplace. And that's how you're going to live this wonderful life that we all dream of. And it's all possible. But like you said, the ones that are living for someone else or through someone else. And that's that's a recipe for not being happy. I know that for sure.
0: Right. And then, and there's so many clues along the way. You know, like I never I had a job where I worked in a cubicle and I'd go in there and just be like. I am not a cubicle person.
1: I can't see you. What? I can't see you sitting in a cubicle. I couldn't stand it. I
0: love the military because you wake up every day and it's a new adventure. But some people, if they had a different schedule every day, it would drive them nuts because they love routine and they're they're developed and they're built to to wake up and, and Monday through Friday look very similar. Whereas I'm built where I like I don't like two or three days to look the same in a row where I get bored with that. And so I like to have a little bit of chaos. I guess you could say organized chaos in in my life. But those are things that we had to figure out because I found myself at 30 years old, working in a car factory, you know, like seeing gray hair starting to pop out. And at the end of the day, like, man, I think one day went by, I feel like I just aged about three months. This is probably not what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) I mean, come on, Randy, you know, you have some friends probably that look like they're about 20 years older than they should be. And you probably have other friends that look about 10 years younger and a big difference is because the ones that look younger, they're doing what makes them happy. The other it's ones great. aren't doing what makes them
1: happy. Stress and being unhappy, just anxiety, all of that. Yeah, it's definitely a an, an, a thing that will age you quickly if you're not paying attention. For sure, I agree with that. Please.
0: It's like an internal alarm too, if you think about it. If you're if you're stressed and anxious about just living life. And that's like, you know, I would say I'm I'm a believer. So I say it's like God, like knocking on the door or your head saying, hello, hello. Is anybody there? This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. That's why you feel stressed. That's why you feel anxious. Let's time time to pivot time to go a different direction. You know, like we always say, you're not you don't have to fly south every winter because you're not a goose. Right. (laughs) You're not a tree. You can move, you can change, you can get a new job. You can quit. can I mean, that car factory, one, one of the best days of my life. I walked up to my boss and I said, I'm out of here. Can't do it. And I went and said goodbye to a few friends and they're like, they, they just, I lost my mind. They're like, no way. You can't, you can't be, you can't be leaving here. And I'm like, I'm absolutely leaving here. I'm out of here right now.
1: <laughs> when I left my jobs, I was the same way. Left retail or, and I was with Coca-Cola for a while. Yeah. what went the day. That last day, man, is a beautiful thing. And you just don't it look is. back and everybody looks at you like you're nuts. But I'm telling it's you. It's scary, isn't it? It's oh, scary. Well, on, yeah, one hand, sure. on the other
0: hand, you feel like free. It's freedom. Oh, yeah. Freedom. It's yeah.
1: life-changing for sure. Recommend everybody. Figure that out. And it's it's all possible. And Chad and I are here to help you to try to bridge that gap from where you think that you can't get to or it feels like it's impossible. We're both living proof that it definitely is possible. We're definitely here to help you. So that that's fantastic
0: yes and then number two is real simple it's help others like i think sometimes we get in america and i i've only lived in america so i can't really talk about other countries or whatever in america we're so caught up in the me 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 you know it's like that we're singing the me 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 song all the time it's like what can i get what can i get how can i how can i get from this person how can i take from here but really what makes people happy it's like giving giving helping. That's truly what makes people happy. It's like the, the saying. When I learned this, it, it blew my mind, and, and the saying was real simple. It's like once you've tasted significance, success no longer satisfies. Because we like want to chase this and be successful, and you get to the end of that, and you're like, ah, it didn't really it didn't really help help out a whole lot, like I thought it would. Now I got to go chase something else. But then you start adding significance to people's lives, and you and you feel changed. All right. So helping others. The third one is make each day your masterpiece. Now, how do you receive that one?
1: So every day is a blank canvas. We, I think a lot of us as humans, especially here in the U.S., as you mentioned, are just running on autopilot, meaning it's just you get up and we're so stuck in our routines and not realizing that we actually are in control of how that day is going to Roll out, right? We all have responsibilities. I have responsibilities. You do too, Chad. And anybody listening has responsibilities. And I get that part, but it's how you would approach the day, how you have conversations with folks. I mean, you can really change the outcome with some simple, basic principles, things that we're talking about today. And like you said, paint the masterpiece. And each one stacked on top of the other is going to end up being a great life at the end of the day. Which for me is the ultimate outcome. That's what you're looking to do. But realizing and, and understanding that you can do it. It's your responsibility to take control and create this masterpiece called your life. And you can do it any way you want. All of the things that we've been fed since we were little that aren't necessarily true. I love it how you always talk about the self-limiting, and you kind of put the box. You know, kind of put a box around yourself. You talk about that a lot, right? We but we put self-limiting beliefs and thoughts in our life that I would venture to think that most, if not all of those are not exactly accurate. And until you break f- free from that box. And when you do break free from that box, may- maybe is the way I should say it is when you can start creating this masterpiece every day. And that's when life starts to get to be fun. You get to wake up and get excited. You yes. get to work hard, show up with some excitement and some energy and who knows what's going to happen.
0: And i think just the same just the and just the uh mindset right of waking up and going today i'm gonna make today a masterpiece there's so much intentionality that's arranged in that like because a masterpiece doesn't accidentally happen a masterpiece only happens by intentionality and design so if i wake up and i say i'm gonna make today a masterpiece amazing things are gonna happen today now i'm looking for amazing things to happen today i'm taking action for amazing things to happen today and it's just very intentional and then we start going wow I woke up and said today, I'm going to make today a masterpiece. I actually did it. Let's go for tomorrow. Make tomorrow a masterpiece too. And the next day, and then you start thinking what has to happen each day for me to guarantee today is a masterpiece, right? And we start implementing those things. And then next thing you know, you're going forward farther in a week than you normally do in a year because of this simple mindset tweak. So that's, I love, love that one, man. The next one, I love how he says this drink deeply from good books especially the bible
1: drink now, there's a difference I don't think I've ever heard reading, that phrase before drink deeply that's interesting of good books that's yeah They're gonna that play on words
0: reading a book like if you're yeah. going to read a book and you're going to drink deeply and you know, i think it's john maxwell it says to read a book 3 times he says the first time you're going to read it to mark the book okay so you're going to go through and you're going to mark the book the second time you're going to read it to let the book mark you And then the third time you're going to read the book to use the book to mark others
1: Hmm.
0: and again it's it's there's a difference between that and reading for our own pleasure you know you can read a book for your own pleasure and you really i mean a month later you're like what was the name of that book i read and what did i remember from it nothing (laughs) right (laughs) but if you're marking it up because now when you mark something when you read it then you go back and you mark it now you're reading it again so you're committing it to memory more Right. And when you go back through the book again and now you're reading everything that you underlined and then it's marking you because now you're 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 really, you know, you're going back to the 10 percent or whatever. And you're using you're you're eating it, you're drinking it, I guess you could say. And then the third time you go through and you're like, everyone needs to know I marked this 10 percent. Now, everyone I know and care about needs to know about these few things. And now it's becoming part of you. It's becoming part of who you are. And so when I think of drinking deeply from good books, especially the Bible. I mean, there are such great books. I mean, here's the, here's the one John Wooden right here. Anybody can see us. It's a, a game plan for life. So if you don't have a game plan for life, which is probably 90% of the population, now you could have one, The Power of Mentoring with John Wooden.
1: Love it. We'll try to get a, a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. great. That's a good one.
0: For sure. Okay. What about this one, Randy? Make friendship a fine art.
1: I like that too so there again it's it's the words and, and the phrases and how it's how it's said that's interesting so yeah please go on tell me more about that one
0: well friendship i think about it most friendships are probably just kind of lazy right it's kind of like willy-nilly like okay we're friends i'll call you once in a while you know if i need something or oh i haven't talked to him in three months let's call and check him up you know check up check up on each other hey how's it, how's it been going but if it's a fine art it's kind of like a masterpiece right it, it paints a picture Fine art, it doesn't happen accidentally. It's by design. And again, this is everything John Wooden talks about and did in his own life was by design. He didn't accidentally win 88 games in a row and go, oh, wow, look what we did. No one will ever do it again and no one's ever done it before and it could go another thousand years and it never happened, right? It was by design. You know, we talked in an earlier episode, expectation is invitation. So John Wooden's life, he was expecting that he's going to drink deeply from a good book. He was expecting that he would have these deep committed relationships that was like a, a, a fine art. And so that's the fifth one is just make friendship a fine art, which just means, man, when you have this friends, you search, we search the whole world, Randy, right? to find these core people that we call friends. But what are we really, are we really like investing in our friendships like we should you know, and, and for anyone listening, it's like, oh, well, they need to invest in me. Well, here's what my, my advice would be you do it first. Like if you want to if, if you want to have great friends and be a great friend, if you want to have people that are pouring into you, then you pour into them first. Like we if we do it first, it, it comes back. Right. It's like it's like the, the law of reciprocation or sowing and reaping or whatever law you want to call it, whatever you put out, you're usually going to get back. So if you're putting out take, 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 then your friends all disappear. And you're like, where'd they go? Well, who's going to put up with that their whole life?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not very many. And that includes even uh, marriage, marriages, right? I mean, I live that way with my wife. I realize sometimes that when I'm in a take kind of mode and I get that way, sometimes things aren't going real well. And it's, it's when I continue to give, what can I do for her? What can I do to help her? What can I do to when I focus on the other person and I'm using my wife as an example, but it's your friends as well, right? How can you give more of yourself before you even expect anything in return? And that, like you said, the reciprocity comes back and forth. And that's, that's been my experience as well. I believe that one wholeheartedly.
0: the, The parallel that really connected with me when we're talking about this is a bank account. You know, when we have a bank account, you have a checkbook or whatever you make deposits, deposit 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 and you make withdrawals and, and after you get so if you keep making withdrawals eventually you have a negative balance that's not good you're in the red right and relationships are the same it's like when you and i meet we start making deposits in each other and that's called making a deposit in a relationship you make deposit 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 now if you're making enough, enough deposits and you make a withdrawal it's a lot different than you make no deposits and you're trying to make a withdrawal and so it's important to know what your bank account balance is <laughs> keep it above zero <laughs>
1: Right. And if you're not sure, just keep giving, right? Yeah. you get focus on giving instead of taking.
0: Right. Put it up in the few thousand dollars. And then you don't have to worry. But you make a withdrawal and you're like, hey, last 20 times we talked, I encouraged you. I built you up. And so now I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love. But <laughs> I'm not giving you tough love 17 times and then saying you're amazing on the 18th time. It doesn't work that way. So exactly. making friendship a fine art. Well, there's just a couple more. The next one would be build a shelter against a rainy day. Now, I like this one. It, it kind of reminds Jim Ray would talk about the ant philosophy, you know, how ants think winter all summer. Because otherwise we could get lazy. Summer rolls around. We're like, everything's great. It's summer. You can just go spend the whole summer at the beach, right? But winter's coming. And the whole point is not that it's winter, but it's the next season. And so we always have to be thinking, you know, and, and I and I think I love how Jim Rohn would say this one. He says, be thankful for what you have while you pursue all that you want. So he's not saying never have any fun, but he's not saying be lazy. He's saying have fun and work hard at the same time. And how John says is build a shelter against a rainy day. So you're just going to build it up because you don't know what the future holds. If now you're crushing it in life and in business and you have time to invest in your kids and your wife and all that, then go all in, all out, do it because maybe next year you have to work two jobs and you don't see your family for a year, right? So it's important to, to build, to, to do these things. And then the last one is pray for guidance and give thanks for your blessings each and every day. And I love this one, too, because attitude and an attitude of gratitude will do so much for your mind, your soul, everyone around you. In, in the army, we call it hunt the good stuff. You know, it'd be like someone comes in and like, oh, man, blah, blah, my life sucks." like, hey, did you uh, did your legs still work? Yeah, well, guess what? Some people's don't. Can you afford shoes? Yeah, over oh, half the world can't. It's not hard <laughs> to readjust our thinking and go, oh man, I do have a lot to be thankful for, right?
1: And you have anyway, to adjust that intentionality, right? You've got to be intentional with that. You can't keep going down the rabbit trails of the negative thoughts and the negative beliefs and not really taking ownership of all the beauty that's going on around us all the time technology these days is it's great. And then it's bad. I mean, you can always look at the bad. We can always look at all the bad things that things are being created for. But I've been using the example lately that with the gratitude of of the leaves changing here in the fall for us here in the Midwest, it's really starting to get, be real pretty outside, right? The leaves are changing, the air is a little bit more crisp and just being grateful for that. As you said, the seasons, the season is changing so that, you know, when it's all changing, you can either look at it being bad. Or you can obviously look at what's positive about those things as well. So that I love that gratitude piece as well.
0: We always we just have so many choices, you know, every day how we see things, the, the things we're, we're choosing to do, and, and a lot of it is just how we're choosing to feel about whatever the circumstances are. You know, like it's raining outside, I could go out like, oh man, I get wet. If I go to the car, or I can go, wow, I don't have to have my sprinklers on today. That's going to save me some water.
1: <laughs> it's just a change in, like you said, change in attitude, change in mindset. It's it's just a complete a complete switch, but that the best part is is that each one of us have the ability to do that if we choose. We have to choose to be intentional about that mindset shift. And if the po- the people that catch the past, the people that listen to us today, if they catch that and shift these just minor things, can make significant impact in their future. That. I know it might not seem like it's even possible today, but I'm telling you from my own personal experience, and I think from yours too, Chad, that that's, it's absolutely these small things, which is what you started off with, with the John Wooden, right? The basics. If you can get good at the basics, rest of everything else is just going to fall into place.
0: Yeah, just imagine if all of us could just go, man, I'm, I really believe my best days are ahead of me. Like I've had some good days. You know, I've had some good years, but I just know the best ones are ahead of me. Like, like, does that, is that any harder to to believe that than it is to go, Oh man, I was a one hit wonder. My best days are behind me. Now I'm just kind of waiting around to croak eventually, you know, (laughs) but that's, that's the mindset I see, you know, that I see that in some people and I'm like, man, why would you let yourself go there mentally? Like as long as you have hope, you have everything. And so why not have some hope? for the future. And, you know, one thing when I know it's someone's birthday on social media, whatever, I'll say, you know, may many of these next 365 days be your best. Hmm. Because that's what I wish for everybody. And that's certainly what someone should wish for themselves is that this next year would have some of the best days they've ever experienced. Now, even though our feelings, you know, sometimes go, Oh, I don't know. You know, I just got this diagnosis or, you know, the best parts are behind me, whatever. That's when we have to understand that it's okay to have feelings. You just don't want your feelings to be in the driver's seat of the car, like kick them back in the backseat.
1: Take control. It's all about that control, right? It's not necessarily easy, but it is doable. And listening to things like what we're talking about today, putting yourself in the right environments. We've talked about associations in past episodes. I mean, a lot of the content that we're producing through these episodes, if people can just really grasp the idea that put themselves in the driver's seat, they are 100% responsible and in control of their emotions We all have tough times. I I always like with my kids and things, life's like a roller coaster, right? You're going to have the exhilarating highs, but then you're going to have some lows in there as well. And if you try to just think that it's all going to be vanilla and plain and everything's going to be fine all the time, that's not 100% accurate. Just like the seasons, right? Winter, sometimes people love winter. Some people do. I do not. Some people hate summer and I like being hot, right? So it just depends on who you are. But the point is, is you have the ability to take responsibility, take control, of these basics that we're talking about, and just create the masterpiece that we call life, and that's that's where it really starts to be fun.
0: Yeah, just embrace it all, you know, embrace embrace all of it. I mean, on the top of the mountain, we all want to be at the top of the mountain, but not much grows at the top of the mountain. Like everything grows in the valley. That's what that's that's why the valley is there. It's to make us a better version of ourselves. So enjoy the time at the mountaintop, but then understand. There's a higher mountain down the road, but typically to get to the higher mountain, you got to go back down the mountain, back into the valley, humble yourself, put your construction hat on and go, I'm a work in progress. I'm under construction. No matter if you're 30 or 50 or 800 years old, like you're always under construction and just enjoy all of it.
1: Enjoy the journey, right? It's a journey. We're all on a journey. Just enjoy it as best you possibly can. The ups and the downs. So to wrap this one up, I think we're going to bring this one in for a landing. Can you, and I would really love for you to take, I think you've got them written there in front of you. Can you just read the the seven again to the audience? That way they can just have them in their mind as we close out this one today.
0: Absolutely. Number one, be true to yourself. Number two, help others. Number three, make each day your masterpiece. Number four, drink deeply from good books, especially the Bible. Number five, make friendship a fine art. Number six, build a shelter against a rainy day. And number seven, pray for guidance and give thanks for your blessings
1: every day. Love that. So folks, you might want to rewind this one a few times. Replay this one. This is a, this is deep stuff. As I mentioned, I'm not, I wasn't familiar hundred percent with a lot of John Wooden's philosophies and things, and they all kind of intertwine with some of the things I've learned in the past. And I've said this in the past as well, that Chad brings kind of a new perspective even to me. I'm sitting here learning right along with you, even though I feel like I've got a good grasp of these things. It never hurts to go back and think about things in a different way, put them in a different perspective. But today go back, re-listen to this, think through your own life to put yourself in your driver's seat, right? It's your life take responsibility and start changing some of these simple basics that we're talking about with this content. But I'm telling you that from my experience, and I think from Chad's experience as well, you can really start crafting a life, crafting a masterpiece. I love that that word, right? Masterpiece. You can really do that. And it starts today. You don't need to wait until tomorrow. It can start as soon as you hit stop on this episode. It can start right away. And it all starts in your own mind and the way you're thinking, the way you're showing up, all the things that we've been discussing here on the podcast. So Chad, man, this has been a lot of fun. I can't wait. I, I Yeah, we're going to end this one, but I can't wait to go to start another one. I'm just having so much fun. I appreciate you coming on.
0: Always, man. I love being here in these conversations back and forth. I, I know it really means a lot to me to be here, and, and I'm, I'm excited that other people are getting to hear what you and I are learning as well. So always a pleasure.
1: Love it. So, folks, go out there, make it a great day. Uh, follow either one of us. We're active on social media. We would love to try to help any of you, uh, whether you feel like you're in a great place or in a lower place, or anything in between. We would love to try to help you bridge the gap from where you are currently to this dream masterpiece life that you're really trying to, uh, you know, get to in this journey that we call life. So, go out there, have a fantastic day, and I look forward to coming back with the next episode very soon. Until then by now. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review and you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.